Hi, my name is Stephen Rafferty and you're watching These Are Questions. This is the interview show where I ask people questions about things, life, and such not. And today's guest is an independent rapper. She is one of the best independent rappers and musical artists in the game today, past, present, and future. She needs no introduction because she is the one, the only, Alyssa Marie. Oh, what an intro. I really, I didn't need an introduction, but I love the introduction. So thank you so much. It's great to be here. I really appreciate it. The show is really, really amazing. So I'm happy to be part of it. Thank you. I really do appreciate it there. And I'm glad that you are a special guest here on These Are Questions. Um, so thank you so much. Do appreciate it. Absolutely. All righty. So let's get right into the interview itself. But before I get into the interview itself, let me explain the rules of These Are Questions. Alyssa, I'm going to ask you a series of questions that are going to be based around your career and aspirations, along with a mixture of questions that are borderline idiotic and, well, randomly stupid. Do you accept those terms? I do. All righty. So, Alyssa, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's go. Internet, are you ready? Ooh, come on, baby. Let's go. Let's do it. And take that as a yes. Let's begin. Thank you so much, Alyssa, for being a part of These Are Questions. Um, honestly, this is just really surreal for me because I've been listening to your music for years and I wanted to show you something. And part of it's a thank you. And also part of it is I probably owe you a little bit of royalties because one of my uh, earliest CDs that I would go to work and go to school with is a CD that I created called Indie Rap. And there's five of them. This is Indie Rap One. I have rappers such as Mac Legal, Palmer Squares, and then I have your name right here, Alyssa Marie. Oh, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. What do you have on that CD? What's on there? Um, I have some of your earliest, like earliest uh, ciphers, like the Zoob Cypher, for example. I also have your Sublime remix that you did, which is one of my favorite tracks from there. And I have some of your earliest, earliest works. I've been listening for, listening to you for at least like, I would say like, oh my God, like at least eight, nine years now. So that's incredible. That's amazing. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. And, and, and it's no secret because, and when I go for my introduction, it's because you're an extremely talented rapper and you really sparked my interest there especially when i was going to my early just my early developments in rap and hip-hop there so that's really cool um i would like to talk to you about your early stages in rap and explain to me how and why you wanted to explore a career in hip-hop so i think it didn't obviously i think with most people that make music or rap it didn't start like oh i want to be a rapper i want to have a career rapping it was like i am so obsessed with this genre of music and i love it so much and all these artists that i was listening to i'm like dissecting what how they're writing or like what they're writing about or the rhymes that they're using the rhyme patterns and it was just so interesting and, and intriguing to me that I became, like I said, obsessed with it. And I think over time, I also was writing poetry at the time. Like I was like 11, 12 years old. So, and I I liked music and I like tried to sing, but there was like, I didn't have that talent of singing. So I think it just naturally happened where I started writing poetry, but then it was all of a sudden rap lyrics. And then I'm like writing to no beat, but then I'm writing to a beat 
with with somebody else's words on it and then I'm like wait can I find an instrumental you know so it's like this whole process of becoming a writer and then like just releasing music online I still didn't have that thought like I want to be a rapper I was I was just rapping and it was something that was was uh you know something personal to me but I started releasing music online and people were appreciating it and I was like this is something that I could actually do and even if it's not a career it's something that I can make an impact with but it could also be a career or a part of my career so I think it was a very long drawn out you know journey from I love music I love rap music to wow I'm a rapper <laughs> And I think, and oh, something that nobody ever talks about, but I remember in like 2000, the 2000s, like maybe 2008, there were online forums where you could go and you could like battle rap each other. Oh, and yeah. I, mm-hmm. like with text battles and stuff, I used to always be on there like battle rapping random people from Scotland or England or whatever. So that was like one where I kind of sharpened my skills a little bit too, was going on there and they would rate you like one to 10 of how good you are. So I think it was, that was another thing that I don't hear people talk about, but there were so many people that were involved with it that I feel like it's, it's more popular than it's let on. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And at least you had that ability to have those online forms and practice your craft because, you know, anybody that's starting in anything, you know, when you're doing your early stages, you know, it's not necessarily your best work, but you're learning, you're developing, you're, you're trying to see what works, what doesn't work. Um, I'm similar in the sense when I started doing stand-up comedy in my earliest roots, where I would just go to local clubs, go to local uh, events, wherever I can get booked. And I'll just go in and just go on open mics and bomb all the time and try to see what works, what doesn't work. So it's very similar in that sense. And it's even harder with music. It is even harder with rap because you really have to find your, your style, your flow, your, um, your cadence and, and seeing what works, what you want to say, what you want to convey to your audience, you know? So. Yeah. And I think it's like, like you said, you find your voice as you go, but it's such, it's such a judgmental genre and that's not saying anything wrong about it, but like uh, you, you rap to be the best rapper. That's, you know, one of the reasons why you're rapping is to show that you can out rap everybody else. So to, to put yourself out there right away, you know, it's a long grow, growing process. And then I had um, my mentor in music, his name was Martin Wise, who he passed away, but he, he was the first one that I would like send my music to. Like he would listen to my music. He would send me his music. We would record together and nobody else heard my stuff for like probably two or three years until he was like, yeah, this is good enough. Because I looked at him like, he's dope. If he says it's good enough, it's going to be good enough for me to show other people. And then I showed other people. (laughs) And then look at us now, look at you now. Like, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) um that's awesome and and honestly you just need that one person you need that one person to give you the okay that hey you have something here keep doing what you're doing and see what happens mm -hmm, absolutely so I'm glad you had that especially in the earliest stages of your career there that's that's awesome and now you're continuing to do your works there and uh like I said I've been a fan for years so (laughs) you you got you got me and you got plenty of people so it worked (laughs) oh yeah Mm -hmm. definitely definitely and you know one of my favorite performances that you did and one of my favorite videos which I also have in that CD is um your music video called the evolution of, of hip-hop um it's an amazing collection of eras of different types of hip-hop different musical artists mixed with your unique cadence and style 
I really, really like the music video and I really like your, your rap performance. Um, could you tell me about a little bit about the process of how you created a song like that? So I started writing the song. It was a time when I was using a lot of industry beats and just rapping over them. And I think I was, I started with one of them. It might've been all about the Benjamins, like randomly. And I was writing it and I was thinking about, you know, people always on, on the new school and like worship the old school, but all about the Benjamins was very similar topics to what people were rapping about at that time. So to me, it was like, I was trying to figure out how I felt because I, I loved the old school music. I still do. I was mad at some of the new music at the time. And I was trying to sort through how I actually felt about it. So I just started writing. And then as I was writing, I was, I was going from, okay, this is the history of, of this music genre that I love to like, just exploring kind of where I was at with it, I think. And then probably eight, nine bars in, I had the idea of this should be, this should go through the entire 20, I mean, it didn't start in 84, but this should go through the entire 20 years that I'm talking about so that it shows it's like an evolution not it's not always what's the opposite of evolution de-evolution yeah it's not it's not that because where I was at, at the time there were so many like you finding my music for instance or me finding music that was not on the radio or like there were so many avenues at the time and so many different subgenres, and there still is and people were saying hip-hop's dead hip-hop's dead where I'm just like you could find it anywhere like you all you have to do is type something in Google or YouTube or we're at TikTok now, but not at the time. And, and it's everywhere. So there was, there was dips, of course, there was reasons that people didn't like certain times. And there was times that I didn't like songs I didn't like, but there's always, it's always gonna bring itself back. And I think right now, this doesn't have anything to do with that song, but right now I think we're in a good place too. Like I haven't released anything in a while, but I feel very, very invigorated because there's so much creativity and there's so many different, like you have like melodic rap, you have trap rap, you have people still doing like the old school rap, you have storytelling, nerd rap. And that's, that's what I saw happening at that time that inspired me to go through it. Cause it was like, I love, I love this culture. Sometimes I'm mad at it. Sometimes it pisses me off, but I have faith in it if that makes sense. And then I did all the beats myself. So I went into, I forget what the program was, but I downloaded all the beats. It took me forever. And I like pieced them all together. Miles Grimes, he helped me piece them all together. And it was like, oh my God, it took forever to get them synced up the right way. And then the person who shot the videos name is Zine. When he, he's a friend of mine and he shot a ton of my videos. You, if you look in the credits, you'll see him all over the place. But he, that was all his concept too, that the backdrop and everything, he crushed it. Mm -hmm. He absolutely did. Um, all three of you did an amazing job on that song, and it definitely highlighted the past 20 to 25 years of hip-hop and rap and just seeing the evolution and just knowing that, you know, I wouldn't say it's a de-evolution necessarily, but it's just a change of the guard. It's the next generation doing right. the next generation, and there's always influences from the past. You know, obviously, old school stuff is great, but new school stuff is also great. It's just a different type of great, you know? And you find gems in between that. Um, mm -hmm. 
and it's nothing short of amazing. And I can relate to that because I, I come from, an, I would originally come from a newer sense of mine uh, in terms of independent rappers because my background is actually punk rock. I'm a punk rocker at heart. I had no interest in rap. I had no interest in hip hop. But then I listened to artists like you, artists like the Palmer Squares, Mac Lethal, George Watsky, who I met, Anderson Pack, for example, all rap and hip hop artists, you know, at the time, all independent, you know, and um, I got reinvigorated and I got a chance to see like, oh, there's a different genre here, there's different art. And then through them, I see what their influences are. And I listen going back to tracks from back in the day and I understand and appreciate that art. So for anybody that's, you know, interested in hip hop, interested in rap, and is like, oh, maybe I want to listen to this genre. Just listen to everything because you never know what could influence you and what could be one of your favorite bands, one of your favorite artists. Like you never know. Everyone, everyone has a space. That's the coolest thing because hip hop, rap, it has its roots and it has to be respected where it came from. It's also evolved to where you could be a punk rock kid or you could be like a super uh, into whatever genre of music and you'll find something in it because it's been inspired by so many different genres. And by, I mean, I think it's partly due to the sampling. Like you sample the soul records, you sample the R&B, sometimes people sample rock records and that has brought so much influence and so many different people into the creation of it. And it makes it a really cool melting pot of, of genres if it's, if you find the right person or right, the right lane, you'll find something that you like for sure. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You couldn't say it any better. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. So um, let me ask you, Alyssa, can you rock a striped sweater? I'm thinking. I have a striped t-shirt. Okay. Striped sweater. What kind of what kind of stripes are we talking? Are we talking like jail stripes or like we could do jail stripes? We could do uh, what is it? Vertical stripes? You know, uh, SpongeBob did an episode called with a striped sweater, and that was like a green and white lined sweater. So that could be something there. Yeah, I think if 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 the color and the stripes are on point, I would definitely rock it. Okay. Okay. Cool. 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 I, I think so. I think you can. I think that could be fashionable there. Yeah. <laughs> You could rap about that striped sweater too, you know, not putting it. I can rap about the striped sweater in the striped sweater. Mm -hmm. I'm giving you ideas, you know. I mean, <laughs> I mean <laughs> why not? You know what I mean? Why not? You never know. You never know. I love it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Loving it as well. So if anybody has a striped sweater on in the comments, you know, just send it to a PO box and uh, we'll ship it out. <laughs> Get some samples. <laughs> We'll sample. We'll, we'll do some sampling of the sweater. <laughs> Love it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It leads slash not leads to my next question, and that question is: Can you make a fortress out of paper clips? All I have is my hands and paper clips. Yeah. So you got to make a fortress. Mm. I have. I always ask follow up questions with these. So. That's fine. Do I have a time limit? No. No time limit. Um, and it just has to fit me. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I think I could. I think it would take me a lot of failing, but that's how I got here musically too. A lot of failing and a lot of crumbling and falling until I found what worked. So I'd say if I put enough of my mind to it and time to it, eventually, 
Okay, well, all right. And then, I have well, over too. We could kick it. Oh, sh here you go. Here you go. I put I put you on the spot. I'm gonna try to put it on. <laughs> <Here you go>. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get back to you when it's finished. I'll let you know. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I'll send cool. pictures. <laughs> yeah, send a picture. Send a picture of your portraits. <laughs> we would love to see it. All right. Will do. Will do. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Awesome, awesome. So, um, Alyssa, let me ask you this. Do you like games? I do. Okay, cool. Follow-up. Do you like cheese? I do like cheese. Okay, great, great, great. So, um, for those who do know or do not know, let me introduce. Um, I am a card game maker. I've actually created a card game. A card game called No Cheese, No Coin. The card game for people who like cheese and money. Okay. Who doesn't, right? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. That's literally the tagline. It says it right here. The card game for people who like cheese and money. And it says, who doesn't? So you hit the nail on the head with that. Okay. This is a quick play. Yes, yes. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. This is a quick playing fast timing card game designed for smaller groups of players as your objective is to collect as many coin cards as you can within the deck within the time limit that is given to you. You have 10 minutes each round to collect as many coin cards as you can within the deck. Think of Uno, but reverse. You're trying to collect as many cards as you can. The challenge is all the different cheese effect cards that can, that can help or hurt your chances, okay? So that's like the basis of the game. We're not gonna play the actual game itself, but what I created here for these are questions and what I've been asking each of my guests here for these are questions season four is that we're gonna do a game within the game. Um, I'm gonna pull out cards from this deck here. And what I'm gonna do is that I'm gonna shuffle them up and I'm gonna ask you to pick a card from my hand. And this okay. card will determine your cheese type. All right. Okay, so think of like a, like a horoscope reading or a tarot card reading, but for cheese. Okay. Okay, okay. Right. Shuffle it up, let's shuffle it up, let's shuffle it up. All right. And you can use this hand to point it out to me. Pick the I card that speaks to you. Mm -hmm. All right, put your finger down over over this way a little bit. Right there. That's the one. This down. Not that one, the one in front of it. This one? Yes. Okay. Good choice. You have picked mozzarella Mozzarella. Cheese. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Love mozzarella. Mm -hmm. This is a pretty good cheese. It's a very strong cheese in this game. Um, and mozzarella allows you to basically rotate the game. So you play with a group of three to six players typically. And what you do is that with your hand, you'll rotate your hand to the next player. So the next player gets your hand. Then that player picks, gives their hand to the next player. And then it keeps going, keeps going until everyone rotates their hand to the person to their right. So basically, if you have a really bad hand and you don't have many coins, you can play this and press your luck and get a better hand. Okay. So I don't have, it's not like when you flip it, you have to use it. It's like you have it and you store it for when you want to use it, like an Uno, like you're saying. That's yes, cool. like Uno, just like an Uno. When you, you, you draw cards from the deck and then you play cards um, as your turn goes. And then as you play cards, you activate different effects. And this is one effect that you can activate when you have this card. So it's a very powerful card. There's only one in the game. So like, it's a good, wow. it's a good strategic card. So if you're down on luck and you don't have a good hand, if you're paying attention to the other players, you know, you can say, Hey, let's say I'm there. Hey, Steven, give me your hand. I give you your hand. I have all the coins. Boom. You're in the lead. You know what I mean? Sick. I picked a good card. I'm happy with my choice. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a good choice, good choice, good choice. And uh, thanks for playing. No cheese, no coin. Tarot card edition. <laughs> and uh, for those that want to purchase it, I'm going to be a shameless shill here. You can buy it right now at the Game Crafter website for $20 USD. So there you go. Buy it. Buy it. She says it, buy it. So buy it. If, if Alyssa's saying to buy it, then you should absolutely buy it right now. <laughs> Come on, I'm waiting. Let's go. Like, I'm not going to continue the interview <laughs> without, without you buying it. Click the link. Go buy it. Mm -hmm. Go buy it right now. Right now. Okay. Yeah. yeah we said so. <laughs> I like your t-shirt, by the way. Thank you. It's so funny. So the other day, Jurassic Park was out and I have, it's actually really embarrassing, but I have this shirt and then I had gone to see in the movie yeah. and I had the collector's cup because you get it if you get like some combo. Me and Miles go to the movies once a week and um, we always get these collector cups. So I'm wearing this shirt and I filled up that cup without realizing it with coffee and I walked out and then somebody I was walking down I'm in my office right now and I was walking down and some guy was like wow did you really love the movie I was like no I'm literally just didn't even realize that I was wearing both at the same time I look like a super fan right now it's like those people that were dressing up like the minions and going to the minions but it was funny that's funny that's funny hey super Jurassic Park fan over there <laughs> I know right super fan I'm gonna stop uh, my my little nephew he's two years old and he just became obsessed with dinosaurs and I'm so excited about it because I my brother was obsessed with dinosaurs and in turn I became obsessed so now I'm like super happy to be getting back into it with them nice. Land Before Time mm -hmm. there was like you know all those good classics mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely and then when he's old enough you can show him the first Jurassic Park the original one and start going down the rabbit hole of the series oh yeah oh yeah mm -hmm. I'm excited about that yeah that's something to look forward to mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. absolutely so let me ask you, do you think that Spider-Man goes to the DMV to renew his driver's license? No, he doesn't have to drive. Okay, okay. Uh, I, mean, I, I, know, I know he has his webs. He has webs. Yeah. And I think, okay, that's a trick question. Peter Parker goes to the DMV. Uh, assumingly, we don't know. Assumingly, maybe, but... As Spider-Man, I don't think he would go in his, his getup. So nobody would know it was Spider-Man. <laughs> Can't you imagine Spider-Man at DMV? <laughs> just waiting online for like four or five hours? No, I can't. Actually, I can. There's, there's some crazy people out there. I can see it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, you know, New York is definitely has some creative characters, and I, that wouldn't surprise me. And yeah. I'm, in, I'm in Florida, so like Florida will definitely have that. If it already Florida, hasn't happened. Florida absolutely would have that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. absolutely i'm gonna google after this florida spider-man dmv and i guarantee something's gonna come up mm -hmm. we're gonna google it here on these are questions and if i find it i'll put it into this episode i'll put the article right there yeah. so, so hopefully <laughs> fingers <laughs> crossed I'm seriously very confident that you're gonna find something I there's so. you, you never don't find something when you google florida next to something crazy that is true that is true and i can i can confirm that as a as a floridian no, no, just, I love Florida. No, just, I, I love it too, but Florida's wacky as well. I'm not going to deny it. <laughs> it's a unique place. Yes. 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 You ever see any alligators? Um, I've only seen it like once. Um, the whole alligator thing, yes, is absolutely a thing. Um, but people that are looking for it are usually looking for trouble. You know what I mean? 
Most people mm-hmm. are not going into the lakes necessarily, like most people that are living in Florida. But that being said, if you're living to a lot of canals and where there's a high frequency of gators, they can pop out and they will pop out and, you know, they will look at you a certain way. So um, I'm scared. I would not swim. I would not swim. I Whenever I go to the ocean here in Boston, it's um, I don't go out past my knees because of sharks. There's so many great white sharks in the Cape down here. So if I was in the, the, the crocodiles and alligators can go literally anywhere. So you're never safe in the water. They can get you wherever you go. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sharks can do that too. Even though sharks don't necessarily have feet um, or anything like that, you know, they, they can jump out of the water and go into the sand and they can go a pretty far distance if they really wanted to. You're um, right. They can. And it's scary. Those great whites are no joke. Mm-mm, mm-mm, no, no joke. And we do have a, a ton of sharks down here as well. But it's the same thing. Like if you're messing with the animal, you're going to get the animal back at you. You know what I mean? If you let, if you give a distance, they generally won't bother you, but you have to be alert and just know, Hey, there's a shark here or Hey, there's a gator Uh, here. I actually, I have, I have this app on my phone. Mm -hmm. It's called, uh, Sharktivity. Sharktivity. Okay. Sharktivity. I don't know if it's, if it's only in Boston and it's not working right now, but it tells you all the sightings, all the shark sightings and like, it's so funny. They have these funny names for the sharks. There's Candy Cane, Caroline, Cheerio, but there's like hundreds of sharks in the Cape every day that are sighted by pilots or by people. I'm like, I'm not going in the water. I'm not doing it. I'm staying out of the water. Like we took my nephew to the beach and I'm like, I'll go up to my knees and that's it. I'm not going where the wave reaches up here because then they can get me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I feel you. I feel you there. Um, down here, we do have that, but we're more concerned about riptides, which um, riptides is where they can just, you can literally be in the water. And then if you're in a riptide, it can just yank you all the way, like thousands of feet into the ocean. That's what we have. That's a, that's a big concern. That is so scary. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you just have to pay attention where you're going through and uh, just be safe out there when you're at the beach, you know? Yeah. I love the beach, but I, scary, scary stuff. Yeah. Nature's scary. It is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. gotta respect it gotta respect it you gotta respect mother nature you don't mess with mother nature or it'll mess yeah. with you going to back to your music you know I, I wanted to ask you what was the defining moment song or performance that made you realize like wow I feel like an established legitimate artist what was that breaking moment for you um there was it's tricky I think when I released my album Heartbeat um, and I realized that people were buying it and people were listening to it and they were getting tattoos of it and they were messaging me certain lyrics that helped them through things. That was probably when I was like, okay, I feel established. But before that, I was releasing like online, I can't remember if it was if it was before or after now, but uh, there was a remix I did to Love Life by Atmosphere called Freedom. And that, the response that I got to that, actually Slug from Atmosphere shared it. And like, I just remember being like, holy this is, this is crazy. Everybody loves this shit. And I, now that I'm realizing it, it was after Heartbeat, I think. I think it was like right after Heartbeat. Mm-hmm. But, um, everybody just like really, really gravitated to it. And we're, 
when you write something and you feel like you're writing it for yourself and then you put it out in the world and you don't, you're like, nobody's going to really get what I mean in this part or relate to what I mean in this part. And then they're quoting back lyrics to you and like explaining what you meant to you when you didn't, it's just a crazy, crazy, crazy feeling. So that was what was that, that I think hit me really hard. Then there was also the murderous lyricists competition I did when, and that was like the first time it's hard. It's hard to say that. This is a hard question. It's like got a lot of levels to it. But Murderous Lyricist was the first thing that like got me recognized within the hip hop community, I think, beyond like my little niche of whoever was on YouTube or like locally here. That was like the actual community of hip hop was recognizing me there. And, you know, our, the rappers that I looked up to were grading my lyrics and saying I was dope or not as dope, whatever. So there's a lot, there's a lot of, there's a lot of chapters I think that, that led to it. I can't pinpoint one moment. This is the type of questions I always, this is the type of answers I give. I'm very like indecisive. I can never narrow it down, uh, but yeah. But then there was, I don't even know, this is probably before you even found me, but there was, um, what was it called? It was another contest I did and I actually won it. Twenty something 20 bars or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I won that contest and there was like hundreds and hundreds of people in the contest. And that was like, that was another one. Yeah, I could do this all day, but there were, there were a lot, I think. <laughs> I think Heartbeat's the one that was like, okay, I'm an artist though. Like I made an album though. I don't just write lyrics. I'm not just writing a random song. I made an album that people like and are, are responding well to. Okay, very cool, very cool. I, I, I agree with you in the sense of like, it's hard to pinpoint one exact moment. Yeah. And I know that's kind of a hard loaded question. And I get different answers when I ask that question to different artists and, and, and creators, because when you're in it for such a long time, you make a lot of different moments. And there's a lot of amazing things that can happen. And it gets more and more harder to pinpoint the exact moment. You know what I mean? Because you're building and you're growing to the next moment. And I don't want to be like, oh, go achieving, just like the next thing you want to do, like you're getting higher and higher and higher, you know? So it gets, it gets tricky at times. Yeah. Um, it's such, it's such a ladder too, with, with steps to it that you're never really, what if, if you feel like an established artist and you've hit the top of the ladder, then you only have down to go. So for me, I, I really, it's really hard to pinpoint when I feel like there's so many different moments and it's just like this feeling that you get in performing the first time I felt like a badass performing I think was when I was opening up for um Papoose the rapper Papoose and I remember it was at the Middle East in Cambridge downstairs and I had performed but like nothing crazy and I had a band with me the first time so I was performing with a band at the time and we like shut the whole place down and it felt so cool. <laughs> so felt so, and it was like half the people had no idea who I was, but were coming up to me afterwards, like, yo, holy shit, like, you know, and it just made me feel, all right, I'm not just a rapper, but I can also perform too. And people, people respond well to my energy in person, as well as when they hear me on a record. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I I can agree. I couldn't agree anymore. You know, um, it's it, it, you've done so much 
And now you're just going to continue on and keep moving forward and keep moving to new things and new, new adventures, new opportunities. And like, it's going to get even greater and greater for you. Mark my words on that. Um, come back to this interview, like, I don't know, a year later or five years later and be like, well, <laughs> this crazy random guy from Florida talking about gators, um, it, it said these words and it came to true, you know, came to fruition. So, and it, it leads to my next question because, you know, I, I mentioned goals and I don't want to say like, okay, goals, you got to go get hit this goal, that goal, that goal. But I want to ask like, what's the next thing you want to do in your career? Where do you want to go next? What's the next break? I have a lot of stuff that I've written. So I haven't released anything, like I was saying, since 2018, mm-hmm. which is crazy. That's like a long time. It is. And I, I want to come back, not reinvent myself because I am who I am as an artist, but I want to come back very obvious about what my style is and who I am. Like more of like a, a brand of a person rather than just like somebody who raps. I want everybody to be able to understand like this is, this is when you think Alyssa Marie, this is what you're, you're thinking. And I think I'm doing an okay job with my music and behind the scenes. I'm just like, really, it's hard. I don't know. You said you make music. So cliff notes of my life in the past 12 years of my career. Um, I started as a stand-up comic and then through stand-up comedy, I go into local shows and I would make terrible jokes about things, life and such not. Um, And I created a YouTube channel that I was making YouTube videos, skits, parodies, um, whatever I thought that was funny. Um, I did that for a little while, but then I realized, okay, comedy's great, but I want to do different things in media and entertainment and arts and entertainment. So I delve into from comedy to traditional acting to traditional media, both on camera and behind the scenes. So I could do stuff from acting to hosting, to interviewing, to behind the scenes work in graphic design, photo production, video production, editing, um, everything in between, marketing, uh, jack of all trades, master of none. Um, My mindset is like, I have kind of like a bucket list per se, and I don't want to call it a bucket list, but just like a list of things I want to do, right? And um, when I was a kid, the two things I wanted to do was to be a computer programmer and create video games and web games and, and go into that. And the other was to be a professional wrestler. I did both of those things at different points of my life so far. Um, started in the in the web, thank you, thank you. Started in the web design front, um, worked for a company called Abysmal Essence. Long story short, they didn't do so hot. I left out of them for a bit. I realized programming was very hard for me, not really my cup of tea. I like the design part of it, but not the programming part of it. Uh, at the time, pro wrestling was not a thing until later. Um, and then I realized, okay, I need to figure out my life. What do I want to do? So I was watching a lot of late night stand-up hosts and I was watching a lot of late night talk show hosts like Conan O'Brien, Jimmy Fallon. Um, I was watching a bunch of stuff, stand-up, whatever thing. And I got my roots into that. Once I dove past stand-up, went into traditional acting, I started just creating works and projects, started to get on TV stuff, acting works, extra work, whatever I could and I was creating projects. Um, some of my projects and accolades include being a Guinness World Record holder for the most draws in the hair at one time. Um, I'll put it in the screen screen cap. Thank you, thank you. I'll put it in the screen cap there. I broke it in 2014 Valentine's Day. At, Valentine's Day is a Valentine's Day uh, to a lady that I was part of my record, Maria Yunus. Um, shout out to her. And we broke it together on Valentine's Day as a date together. Uh-huh. So- um nice Mm-hmm. I know it's the best date I ever had <laughs> um, breaking that. So um, we broke that 312 straws, had that for three years until a guy in the UK broke it. 
um, Rozzy is his name. He broke it on a, on the Good Morning America equivalent in the UK, basically. Long story short, world record. Then I wrote my first book called 50 Ridiculous Drawings and Funny Sayings in Less Than 50 Pages. Uh, that was the first of three comedy books uh, <laughs> that I was able to do and release that publicly. And I got views and sales and everything like that. And then I started doing just podcasts, then interview stuff. Then These Are Questions came about and it was on and off. I started in 2018 with These Are Questions. Dropped down because I thought I did terrible. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to do it brought it back in 2020 during the pandemic and then now we're in season four of it so like doing stuff like that and then just creating arts works projects for uh big clients small clients everything in between and then now my recent no cheese no coin card game that's my latest project there and there's more there's a lot more a lot more moments going back to the moments question there um because i've done twenty thousand different things jack of all trades master of none um but that's like the cliff notes of my 12-year career so far so I feel like you can probably relate in a lot of ways. Maybe not, maybe not, but when you make music and when you, maybe it's like the, the card game or like something you're creating to put out and you, you have it to yourself and you like it, but you're, you're like nervous to release it kind of because for me, like it's been so long and I just, I just want to be able to, my next goal is to be able to release my music and, and like, just let it go and not, cause it's, I think artists in general are very self-critical about their work and uh, perfectionists. And that's part of the reason why I haven't released anything in a long time. And I just want to be able to release music that I like and just like let it go as that and I know that's like more of a personal goal and not a career goal but I it's just I think that would be the next evolution of of me as an artist is like knowing who I am as an artist and not ever thinking about how it's going to be received because that's how that's how I started and when I when it was like that that was when people were the most um the most connected to it i can relate to that very much so and if you don't mind i'll tell a brief story um yeah, i i had that when i did my ted talk my tedx talk for clarification um so i'm not a rapper by any stretch of the imagination i don't know anything about bars i don't know how to connect things i, I have no clue i really don't i tell my season one guest, Mikey SB, and my season one episode two guest, Carolina. Mikey SB is a rapper, really talented rapper. Carolina is a talented multi-instrumentalist and song a musician, songwriter. Um, and I tell them, like, I know nothing about music theory. I know nothing about the bars. I know nothing. But for my TEDx talk, one thing that I am relatively well in is spoken word. Um, and I know how to create stories through spoken word. And how the opportunity came with TEDx was... Um, in the college that I was attending at NSU, um, I was able to have their own chapter with TEDx. They had their own affiliation with them independently, and um, they had auditions for it. And I got rejected twice, okay, um, in 2014 and 2015. So each year I got rejected. And I was trying to do a theme that they have each year. And each theme that I tried to do with it, I had to go through auditions, I had to get performed, I would get turned down. Um, so in 2016, when it came around, I said, okay, I'm going to create a spoken word 
and the theme was time. That was their theme. The time was my thing was, okay, let's do time affects the human psyche. Let's do a motivational spoken word on how time affects the human psyche. And we're going to make a whole time thing. We're going to do a whole setup. I'll put it on the episode there for clarification what it looks like. But um, when I did it, they turned me down a third time, but they said, okay, if you can do the performance right then and there in the boardroom, we'll bring you in and we'll put you as the opening act. And I was like, okay, I wasn't a hundred percent ready for it, but Hey, you got to sink or swim. So here we go. I do my spoken words, say my words go, you know, really fast, go everything. And I had my meaning to it. And then they were like, okay, you're the guy for this. We want you. Wow. The moral of the story there is sometimes you have to just release it because if you keep it in too long and you don't think it's ready, you won't know as you Mm -hmm. go forward with it. You just have to let it go sometimes and just see what the results are. You want to spend your time on it because you want to develop it and make sure that it's right for you. But at the same time, you don't want to be that perfectionist. Sometimes you just got to let it go, see what happens, and then adjust accordingly to it. And you never know. You could be one difference between your best work or changing it where it changes the course of everything, you know? I know. You're so right. Very good advice. Thank you. I I try, I try to. (laughs) I think it's, it's a relatable theme with like any creative person, like spoken, spoken word is you're, even if you have all the confidence in the world and your, your music or your writing, there's still that perfectionism, but it's a, it's a curse. It's a gift and a curse, but it's more of a curse than a gift in a lot of ways, because I think it can limit, like you were saying, like if you, if you didn't just say your spoken word you didn't just do it right then and there then what would have happened you just let you let it go and it ended up working for you so I think that's it's a good um a good motto good way to live mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I always say the, the heart grows fonder when it's disappeared and what I mean by that is that sometimes you have to go away for a little bit and take some time take care of yourself you know take care of your whatever personal matters you're going through but then you know if you have that itch you know, you have that feeling like, hey, I'm taking time off, but I want to come back. Then you mm-hmm. know you're in the right mindset and you can right. be like, okay, I'm going to keep, I'm going to find a way to come back and come back new, refresh, better, yeah. improved, you know? And mm-hmm. you're absolutely going to do that. I know you will because you're extremely talented. That's no Thank hyperbole. You. And um, I'm excited for whatever you decide to do next, whatever is best for you. I appreciate it. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Turn it around. Yeah. What, um, which of my songs do you feel like you connected with the most or you liked the most? It was on your latest album. Um, I, I'm, I, and I apologize that I don't have the exact title for it, but the theme was about not quitting, right? Don't quit. Uh, don't quit. Thank you. I, and I was just listening to it earlier this week, at, just out of coincidence. And then ironically enough, your email came in, right? Uh, saying that you wanted to be a part of the show. And I flipped out because literally I was listening to that song just out of the blue, you know, not even thinking of anything. Just like, okay, you know, listen to the song. And I was really listening to the lyrics because it has such a positive message to it. And I, I, I don't like to be preachy because you do your own life. Everyone has their own life. You do what you want to do, right? Um, I don't like to preach like that. But one thing I do relate is that sometimes you just have to start And sometimes you just have to keep going, just keep going because you could be this close to the next big Mm -hmm. opportunity. You never know. 
like you never know. right right if you, right here's the opportunity right using my pen as a diagram here and like you're right there but then if you quit and say no you have the right to do it and sometimes you need to do it you know there's a good thing with quitting sometimes but if you're really passionate in something you want to do and it is something you really want to do just keep going because if you quit that's it it's there but you're gone but there's nothing there's nothing worse even though you'll never know there's nothing worse than regret or or wondering or questioning so it's one of the one of the most painful things I think if you're passionate about something like you are like I am like many people are and you give in and turn around when it's like when you feel like not if you if you want to quit if you want to give up that's one thing if you're like done with something that's one thing but if you're giving up because you feel like oh, I've just put so much into it all you have to do is flip your mindset like oh my god I put so much into it I can't turn around like it's just you just have to frame your mind but that's cool that's a really really cool answer I didn't expect that 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 was a that's a, a personal song to me that I think um yeah very cool thank you you're welcome and, and and that's why I really like your music and I know I've been kind of fan gushing throughout this interview but it's because like what I liked about your style of rap at the time is that you weren't just rapping about you know money drugs you know inappropriate things you know you, you you had a soul you rap about all kinds of stuff and you know both in the internal and external matters and that's why I relate to artists like you because at the time why I got turned off a lot with hip-hop and rap was just because a lot of rappers I'm not going to name who they are but a lot of them have a certain style where it's just like they're rapping about these three things all the time and sometimes it's not just about those things there's there's more to life than just that you know and I got really turned off with it but then when I listened to artists like yourself and other independent artists and, and other bigger musicians I was just like okay there's it's, it's not just that there's more to this there's a lot more substance there's a lot more style there's a lot more cadence so um you changed me in that sense and I and that's the truth right there yourself and and other independent rappers and musicians like changed my whole style of it Thank you. I'm really happy to hear that. That's badass. Thank you. You're badass. Appreciate it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and it ties into my next question and, I, and we kind of relate to it. But, you know, for someone who's listening to this, someone who's watching this episode and they're like, hey, you know what? This is a pretty cool motivational type episode today. And these are questions. Um, I want to become a rapper. I want to start rapping today. What's the one piece of advice you would want to give to any new up and coming talent? patience is the most important thing when you are a lot of people including myself have the I need it right now I need it right now or I'm not going to do it I want to release a song tomorrow but if I can't I'm just I, I'm too mad to do it I want to be famous tomorrow and if I can't I don't want to do it I like you need to be patient with yourself with discovering people are going to tell you you suck at first probably almost everybody does suck at first when they try something and you need to allow yourself the room to grow and the patience to do so you can't you can do whatever you want but but it's it's detrimental I think in the growth of an artist to have that because uh, we live in a, a society, especially now, where everything is like I'm so attainable and we don't really have to be patient for a lot of things. And there's no there's no way for you to progress if you, it's not throughout time. You have to let 
time guide you. This sound this sounds so cliche, like I'm trying to like, but you you really have to let time take you to where you're gonna be, whether that's the most talented rapper or the most famous rapper or somebody that goes viral. You just have to be patient with yourself and with your own growth. And that's like a hard lesson I think a lot of people don't learn. And um, I think it took me a long time to learn it, the patience with myself, but it's with anything like people say time flies and the older you get, the more you see that time flies. And that's also a gift and a curse, but it can be a gift because you can, you can want something and feel like it's so far away. And then like that, it's there. So I think just do your research, study, figure out what you like, find your own voice, but everybody starts out sucking and everybody starts out kind of mimicking somebody else's voice until they have their own. So just let yourself grow. That's wonderful advice. And I absolutely relate with that. Um, patience is a virtue and fame will come if you put the effort into it. If you're doing it just for the fame, I'm going to tell you right now, you're not going to want it, to be honest. The fame comes with the successes that you're doing. It's part of the gig. It's part of the job, you know, and if you're doing it just for that, yeah, you can, you can make it, but it may not be what you're necessarily looking for. Um, but if you're patient and you just keep putting the time into it, putting the effort into it a little bit by day, a little bit by day, one of my best favorite advice ever was given to me by a guy who works for Google now and, um, and, and early days of high school and stuff. And he told me, he said, Stephen, and I always bring it up. I said, Stephen, if you can work on something for five minutes a day, you're five minutes closer to what you're trying to do. Mm. Okay? So everyone has five minutes to spare. So if you have that little bit of time, you just keep going through it little by day, little by day, just keep building it and building it. You're going to have something amazing and you're going to have opportunity come to you. Love it. Mm -hmm. It's so true. It's with, and you can apply that to so many different things, even if it's just something in your life. Like if you are the type of person that can't commit to eating healthy or can't commit to, I don't know, working out. There was something I heard when I was trying to get back to the gym and working out more where it was like one minute a day is infinitely better than zero minutes a day. Even if you're doing the one minute a day, whether it's with writing or working out or practicing a new skill that you want to learn, one minute a day is better than zero because zero is no progress. And one minute is just moving forward and you're at least building some sort of a foundation. So that's, it's a powerful, a realization that you can have. And I think it will take you far when you commit to it. Cause you don't have to, you don't, just because you want to be, say the working out metaphor, just because you want to be in shape, doesn't mean that you want to be a bodybuilder. Maybe down the line, you'll be a bodybuilder. Maybe that would be a passion of yours in a few years. Maybe right now you just want to feel healthy and that, that can happen with five minutes a day. So maybe right now you just want to write some rhymes you can write a couple of rhymes a day. You can, you can practice that. And then maybe down the line, you're going to want to become something more and, and you're going to write albums and write big songs and, and go on tour. But right now, five minutes a day is enough. And I, I do that to myself too, because I'm like, oh, if I can't spend five hours writing a song, I don't want to write it. I don't have time. But sometimes I'll be in the car. Lately, what I've been doing writing is writing in my head no Jay-Z, but writing in my head when I'm driving in a car. So I'll just put my, I'll plug my, my aux cord in or whatever and put a beat on 
and I'll write in the car. And I found that that has like reinvigorated the way I write because it's different and it's like surround sound. I'm in my own world. And a 10 minute drive now, I can turn into a small little mini writing session. Even though it's just 10 minutes, I can, I accomplish something. So mm-hmm. very, very cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and uh, it's it, it you could do so much, and that that little session there could be can lead to the next big thing. Like I said, you, you never know. You never know. Never know. You never know. You never know. You never know. Um, that's what I did with a lot of my early stuff. And when I was doing state of time with my spoken word, I was just like writing down rhymes because I know how the rhyme because that's a crime because we're out <laughs> of time in this bind, and I'm gonna find what's gonna be on that pork rind. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so you, yeah. There you go. There you go. That's my... exercising a muscle too. exercising a muscle all the time, even doing silly stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's my noggin for you. It, it's it's mind boggling. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, yes, yes. So, um, Alyssa, it's been a pleasure talking with you and these are questions and, you know, I would love to talk to you even for longer, but I know we have to wrap up this interview sh- uh, soon. And because of that, I just have one question to ask you, one more question to ask you, and these are questions, okay? And um, this is a scenario, actually, and here's the scenario. Congratulations, Alyssa, you've won an award, okay? Mm -hmm. Question is, which type of award, whether it be an Oscar, an Emmy, a Golden Globe, or a Tony, for example, would you pick, and in what category? Grammy. Okay. Okay. Can I go? Can I go outside of your listed suggestions and go Grammy? Absolutely. Um, for best album of the year. Okay. That would be because that's not just a song. That's like a body of work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think all the greats. You can pinpoint songs from all the greats, but there's something about like a special album. I don't know how, how deep into hip hop you, you go, but there's something special about like an AT Aliens or an Illmatic or uh, God Loves Ugly or whatever it may be that an album takes you on a different journey than a song does. A song's a moment, an album's an experience that you can always go back to. Mm, I like that, I like that. Ooh, I, felt, I felt that, that was pretty good, that was pretty good. <laughs> um very cool very cool and i'm just saying like if you want a high 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 goal right there you know grant grammy win album win it could happen it could hey man it could you never know you you never know you never know if if that does happen going back to this interview 10 years later or whatever if that that happens we got to redo this interview oh yeah yeah (laughs) Definitely right there. And you're going to have your Grammy in the, in the back and, and you're going to yeah. have a trophy rack, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right there, right there. That's mm-hmm. going to be your Grammy right there. It's right there. The case is there. It's just a matter it's of getting here. the award. Right now it's just a little coconut candle, but it could be a Grammy. Mm-hmm. You're going to put the Grammy next to that coconut candle. Yeah. Yeah. There's room. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it was really nice talking to you. I, I appreciate this. It was, it was great. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm very glad you enjoyed this interview here on These Are Questions. As we're wrapping up here, as we're finishing up here on, on in These Are Questions, I really do appreciate you taking the time to speak with me. But before we wrap up officially, I just want to open the floor to you. Anything that you want to say, anything you want to do, anything that you want to, I don't know, 
do uh, kind of mess it up. Did I mess it up? No, we're <laughs> keeping that in. We're keeping that in. Anything that you want to do here on These Are Questions, the internet is now yours. Take it away. Internet. Um, I just want to say thanks. And I want to say thank you to anybody that may be watching this that's still sticking with me. Because a lot of people that check with me very often about where the music is. And um, it's coming, I promise. And I promise it's better than anything I've ever done, in my opinion. I'm not going to do any samples or anything. I'm going to keep my lips shut. I'm going to keep my wraps in my noggin. But just please keep checking for me because I got some good coming your way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah, you can follow me on all social media at Alyssa Marie Raps. Please check out Alyssa's work here on on the links down in the description down below, along with my personal links as well. And for those that have been watching and listening, these are questions. We just want to say thank you for your continuous support. And the wrap off here for those that are watching or listening, you have been watching slash listening to these are questions. Good night, everyone. Good night. Thank you. Thank you, Stephen. You're very welcome. Very welcome. Thank you, Alyssa.